Hi guys, I'm Sam. And I'm Jess. And we are Peas from the Same Pod. So Sam, hiya love. How has your week been? Do you know what? It's been good. It has been good. I think there's finally a moment where there's like a bit of a breakthrough coming. Like things Mm. are starting to open. Boris seems to have kind of evolved into... 0.0.01% 0.0.01% making sense of what's going on. It has taken him a whole year, but you know, if he's starting to make sense of it, yeah. we'll ride the wave with him. He is still saying he'd rather pile the bodies high, but that's another story. Exactly. For another but time. I mean, look, we're out. The hospitality sector is buzzing here in England. I know yours opened yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Which is amazing, so I'm really excited to hear for your first time back in a pub after so long. It's just, it's weird, it's like this electric feeling of everybody's just out to have a great time and I can't, yeah, it's just just amazing. So make the most of it, because knowing Boris will be locked down again next Thursday, so. I'm waiting for it, I'm waiting for it. Well, yeah, we opened yesterday. I still haven't been to a beer garden because... Shame on you. I know, I know. (laughs) Um, it's still not boiling here. Like, it's still, like, everyone grab your coats and scarves and let's have a great time. So, yeah, I haven't been to a beer garden, but on Saturday, I did go to a gorgeous park in Cardiff, Duke Park, and there was just so many people chilling in the park, with their music playing, some people were little, um, like, wireless speakers and stuff people having barbecues and it was just so lovely had a gorgeous day drinking lambrini living my best oh throw back for girls who want to have fun (laughs) and (laughs) and i had a gorgeous day then i'm on my way home i get the train back to my local area and i'm walking down the high street and i wasn't drunk I tripped over like an uneven (laughs) slab and I have got an injury. Oh my God. For those that can't see, it looks like his little finger's about to fall off. It's like an episode of Casualty up in here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Have you contacted your agent just to see if you can get in the room for it while you've still got the agent? (laughs) Do you know what? I'm going to do the email as we speak. (laughs) Yeah, I literally went flying. I've grazed my cheek. I don't know if you can... Hold on, let me... Oh, my God. It could have been a lot worse than it was. But uh, I've got a swollen little finger. We're not sure if it's tendon damage or if I'll ever be able to use it again, but we'll just have to wait and see. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that that's oh, how god. my uh, weekend escalated. Oh god, that's not that's not great. Is is it question for you? Back in the day, I remember with Lambrini, it used to be really really cheap. Is it still really cheap for the amount you get? Yeah, it's like two pound fifty a litre. Does it actually get you drunk or not? Is it like a WKD? Well, this is the thing. I'm not sure if it's more of a placebo effect because <laughs> <laughs> when you're drinking it. It is like having fizzy apple juice. <laughs> Did you ever used to do that thing when you was at like a house party when you were younger and you'd be bought your two WKDs to last you for the 20 hour party that you're about to go ahead and have. And you used to be absolutely twatted after three sips. And I don't know whether that's where my acting come from or 
or what and I think I look back now I think the only thing WKD is doing is making me feel like my teeth are about to fall out because it's so bloody sweet <laughs> literally <laughs> do you know what I mean? absolutely although you are like four bottles of wine Sam so right. let's not judge please you know alcoholic anonymous here I come have you had any drinks this week I have actually I have um yeah, I went out on Sunday with my family, which was stunning. We had a lovely lunch and then kind of one thing led to another and then the tequila rose came out and then the sambuca came out and that's it. We were all Yeah. You're drinking tequila roses, were your mum? The only thing I'm drinking with my mother is a bloody coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, me mum's bougie, she drives a Range Rover, do you know what I mean? She's got a D and G sunglasses on off oh she goes. Oh my god. I can't she loves it. your mum. Your mum is proper Essex vibes, isn't she? She is. If I could compare her to anybody, it'd be Pam from Gavin and Stacey, because that's literally her down to a T. I need to meet her as soon as this lockdown's up. I'm meeting her. She'd be like, hello, how are ya? I just right? needed to say, hello, my little prince. <laughs> <laughs> I'm far from the prince. Anyway, Jess, I tell you what, let's get into this episode, because we've got an amazing guest with us this week. Oh my god, absolutely. She's actually a sensation, really, isn't she? Yeah, and she absolutely makes me howl. So she's one of the funniest people we know. She's run about a thousand marathons. And she's the queen of overnight oats. And now she's doing all this with a baby in hand. It's our wonderful friend, Amy Bullock. Hey, Amy, how have you been? Oh, guys! <laughs> Um, yeah, good. Lockdown and babies works very well, so it's all been great. <laughs> How's the lockdown been treating you? Um, yeah, it's been. We moved house um, like eight weeks ago. Yeah. So when we don't live in London anymore, we did the mass exodus to Ooh. Cambridgeshire, which is uh, it's been nice. But it's a bit strange, kind of moving house lockdown because it's almost like all of your neighbours are like. Covid enemy, so you have to kind of be very like, hello from a <laughs> nice distance. Nice to meet you. We're free from the virus. <laughs> nice to meet you, but not too close. Yeah. <laughs> I would take your bins out, but we're not allowed to touch. So sorry. We're not about allowed that. to touch. I can't. I can't help you at all. I also think it must be good moving house at this sort of time because you you can have more time to actually do things rather than having the hundred miles an hour lifestyle and not being able to unpack the box, apart from just unpacking yeah. it as we go. Where's those dungarees yeah. that I want to wear for this specific day? You know. My Tuesday dungarees, I can't find them. Where have they gone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. We've had a, a lot more time to kind of unpack. Have we unpacked? Not really. <laughs> It'll be like December, we'll be allowed guests again, and we'll be like, you sleep on the two boxes there, and you were in the Well, bath. Amy, I don't know if you've watched, um, I think I've mentioned this to you before, the series on Netflix, The Minimalists. Not watched it yet. It's on my list. Get it watched because they've actually got a rule where if you move house, you only unpack things when you need them. So you don't move and just unpack everything. You unpack them as you need them. And then if in a year's time there are boxes that haven't been unpacked or there are things still in boxes, you don't need them, they go to the tip. 
that's pressure isn't it i couldn't handle stuff like that see i'm the person that's like you know that shirt that i don't like anymore well i might have a 70s fancy (laughs) dress party in four years time that i might want to wear that for or you might get like hit on the head and all of a sudden you like it and then where would it be (laughs) exactly so are you in a house now or literally are you still in a flat we're in a house now so even less contact with neighbors so yeah (laughs) That's lovely, though. I mean, to move from a flat in London to a house in Cape, oh my God, the dream. Yeah, it's it's lovely. It's a lot more space. We were a bit cramped in a one-bed flat with a baby and two cats. Because baby just means, like, Oh my God, yeah. how are the cats chair. dealing with it? Cats love it. One of the cats keeps trying to escape, so we're, <laughs> we're trying to uh, cat-proof the garden, but this guy that we've got to do it, he kind of, like, sent some options, and one of them was just, like, spikes to put on the top of the wall. We were like, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Just barbed by her. Want our cats in the garden, not, on, like, impaled on the outskirts. <laughs> oh, my God. So is this cat just trying to make his way back to London? He's not done, like, he's not finished. I think finished. so. I think he's, like, proper Dick Whittington, just, like... Just anywhere back there. Oh my gosh. So you've been in lockdown. Over the past few years, you have been playwriting with some amazing yeah. work, I must say. How have you found lockdown as a creative, as an artist, as an actress, as as a playwright? Um, I think it's been a bit mixed. Because um, at the first lockdown, um, me and Jess and a few other people, we made a little kind of like collective, didn't we? And we did some writing and that was lovely. And I felt very creative then. Yeah. But now I've not written for weeks. And the thought of kind of like writing is just like, I'd probably be more likely to just spontaneously be able to speak Spanish. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just It's just a far distant kind of, my brain's not there. I think it must be yeah. difficult as well because when you you write something, you normally have like a, an end point where you're going to be able to share that work that you've worked really hard with people to enjoy it as the same as you have like writing it yourself. So obviously in the past year, we've had no end point. So it's kind of like you're writing and writing and writing when there's not actually a... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a purpose. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Or, just, or a deadline, at least. There's no kind of like, you need to have it finished by now because it's going to be on yeah. stage then. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's been a bit mixed, but I'm kind of trying not to, trying not to kind of like worry about that. I think it's just like when I feel creative again, it'll come and I'll probably be writing lots not of at all. again. So. I think that's the important thing as well about like obviously during this lockdown I think we as performers and when we have all, all three of us have lived in London you you never stop you're constantly on the move and you're constantly like I can't afford to have a day off because otherwise I'm not being productive so I think it's kind of nice that a lot of people that I know that have achieved and, and hit that point where they've gone, do you know what? Let's just chill out for a bit and give ourselves that well-deserved weekend that every other profession have. <laughs> you know, it's quite nice to yeah. go, I'm just going to sit down and chill. Because as a freelancer, you do just not have a day off. Like even kind of booking a holiday, you're like, oh God, if something big pops up, then yeah, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> and you've kind of, 
you know, we've now had, yeah, like you say, like time off to just chill and do other things. It's lovely. So obviously with everything stopping, you've started a new little business, Dino Dill. Tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah. So um, basically I didn't want to go back to work. <laughs> I looked at selling my breast milk. It's not a big market, I'm not going to lie. Lots of weirdos and powerlifters, and they don't pay that much for it. <laughs> so, um, powerlifters? What? So I thought, yeah, people like weightlifters because it's so, it's so protein rich and kind of like full of good fats as well that like um, bodybuilders and stuff will drink breast milk. But so is the Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> sake. I can't. So, um, well, it wasn't as big a market as I imagined. Is it kind of like um, the feet market? Is it the same sort of like dark web side I of things? I think it's quite niche, yeah. <laughs> yes, like certain misspelled things on eBay, you know, kind of. <laughs> and then oh I felt God. bad because some people donate breast milk for kind of people that aren't able to produce it for their baby. So I was like, oh, well, if I do anything... Not that I've got a bunch of... Whoa, this is taking a turn. But... <laughs> it was you selling but... your breast milk down the back alley. Yeah. All right, mate. What are you after? Coke. No, that's not me. Carry on. I'll have 200 mil. Cheers. Yeah. From the left. From the left. <laughs> um, so when that venture sadly oh, did not take off, um, I decided that I'd make like baby clothes and stuff. So that's been really nice, making kind of like tiny, tiny clothes. It's making me broody, but it's fine. And you sort of, you get, you design them yourself, you pick the materials, you you do everything from the start right to the end, don't you? Yeah, it's a, just a one woman business. So I find the material, um, cut it all out, sew it all together, market it and all that kind of jazz, which I'm not very good at, the marketing side. Sometimes just get Richard to do my like Instagram posts. I'm like, just write it for me, please. You you word good. <laughs> Dylan is the most wonderful model though, and he sells them. Oh yeah, he sells them. He's cute, but at the well, just before I came up, he had my iPad, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to take that off him. So I took it off him, and he just kind of like exploded in rage, and I was like, gotta go, bye, see ya, have, have fun, bye, love you. <laughs> <laughs> so like, if you can hear him like howling, he's probably still. Still, he's on. He's kind of gone Jekyll and Hyde over the past two weeks. That he just is like perfect one moment, and then you'll be like, "Oh no, you can't really suck on that tiny pen lid because you'll probably die." And he'll just be like, "Ah!" <laughs> they just like get to a stage. I think that they're so mobile but stupid, and they just want to like kill themselves. And then you're the most evil person ever <laughs> for trying to stop that from happening. Yeah. What do you mean you want me to stay alive? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? It's my life. <laughs> so back to the business. You've, you're creating the clothes. You've designed them all yourself. You're marketing them yourself. And you also, I, I feel, are really big on like zero waste because you are using the offcuts to make things like like makeup wipes and things like this, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just uh 
yeah I was trying to be kind of like as green as possible and all of our like packaging that I send out that's like recyclable as well I just thought it it's a bit harder because it's more expensive to do that so it's probably not the best thing like if I was a smart business head kind of person but I kind of wanted to start off on a good foot and if I can be kind of like green and be a bit more kinder then I'd do that. So does that mean I can give you a call and you can send me a bit of cool droid to wipe me face with? Yeah. I'd love <laughs> a, bit <of> hessian. <laughs> a bit of hessian. <laughs> I'd love it. Like, oh, yeah. Raw stitches straight in the face. Get rid of your acne. <laughs> Get rid of half your cheek. But no, it's, it's very soft and lovely. And not hessian. <laughs> so you've got... In in what you've currently got in your range, tell us what you've got. So we've got we've got your long rompers, we've got your summer short rompers, we've got shorts that are half made that I'm kind of waiting for material to finish, but should be ready in the next few weeks. Um, dresses that I haven't had a chance to put online yet because Dylan's been taking up all my time this last week. Um, knotted headbands. And I'm making um, little kind of like baby hats and scratch mitts as well, which is handy because they are so small that it comes out of the waist as well. So do you make from to order or do you make quite a few of something and then... I usually just make to order. So I have to make um, one of each kind of product to photograph and put online and stuff. But then I'll just make to order. Just um, saves kind of like any waste as well, just in case if you make it to a certain size then it kind of cuts down if people want it really <laughs> and i think that's so lovely like the idea that you can order something from you and when you get it that has been custom made mm-hmm. like it's been custom made that's amazing yeah and like um someone who buys quite a few of my rompers i'll always put like an extra inch on their leg because i know their little girl's quite leggy so um, it just means oh. it kind of like goes a little bit further and lasts a little bit more. And like the summer rompers, um, I haven't kind of got round to it yet, but I made Dylan one that was a little bit too big and I've kind of rolled it up again. And I'm going to put coloured stitches down the side so that people can buy them, wear them one summer. And then when they grow that little bit bigger, cut the coloured stitches and then it'll roll down a bit more and then it'll be like same for next summer. So it's kind of like... Cause I'm a, I'm very northern and I'm a skin flint, so I like I want to make everything last a little bit longer, and I think other people should be able to as well, because it is expensive clothing a baby; they grow so quickly. That's amazing. I love that you're kind of like doubling up. So, getting an idea for a new business and actually doing that is like two very different things. So, for anybody that's listening, that maybe is like had a little idea in the back of their head or has like a little passion that they kind of really enjoy but are a bit like oh my gosh to make a business out of that that is like way too hard work for me like do you have any advice or like do you have like anything that kind of like sparked you to go no I'm gonna do this I think just like just give it a go like it's always a bit nerve-wracking I think especially when you are kind of like making something there's a difference between kind of like making things for kind of like family and friends and then actually 
selling things it kind of makes it seem just that little bit more um a little bit more pressured but i think just have yeah. kind of like faith and just just like what's the worst that could happen someone's like oh i don't really like that and you'll say oh, i'm very sorry like you can have your money back and that's like you know you can solve problems like that it's worse i think to have an idea and just sit on it and not do anything about it and then the moments pass because if if it probably hadn't been for lockdown i wouldn't have had the spare time to be able to do this i would have you know maybe gone back to work at the end of maternity and um and then had a job and a baby and that would have been very tiring yeah i suppose you play with your own hours and stuff having yeah. your own kind of venture mm-hmm. and i think it's nice as well i've 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 certainly seen on social media platforms at the moment a lot of people supporting like new businesses and things like that and and very much putting out those things that have been like oh has anyone got a link to a new business venture and people are supporting each other which is really nice with everything that's obviously going on in the world at the moment so I think that is definitely nice that we've got things like I'm sure you're on Etsy um it's nice to Mm -hmm. kind of scroll down there and and kind of have a look at all of those different things that people have as you said Jess made specifically for that person which is really nice to kind of have sometimes and you can find anything on etsy like and it is nice to kind of shop from someone who is quite small and you know is kind of like supporting their family through it like i bought a lovely card for for sophie's baby (laughs) when she had a baby um i got one from etsy and it was so nice and it came so quickly it was like quicker than if I'd ordered from like Moonpig or something and to think that someone had actually handmade it was really lovely. So as part of the show, um, we've asked you to bring along an unwritten rule of life. Yeah. Have you bought one for us? Um, I have. It's um, actually an acronym that I learned when I was doing my hypnobirthing, but I find it quite useful. Ooh. So um, it's the acronym acronym brain so it's when trying to make kind of like decisions that you're unsure about and it stands for the b is um the benefits so what are the benefits of what you're what's been suggested to you the r is risks what are the risks that are brought with it uh the i is oh no sorry the a i'll learn to spell (laughs) the a is alternatives so are there any other things is it brain or brian (laughs) brian (laughs) I always think, what would Brian do? (laughs) (laughs) The the I is uh, instinct. So what's your instinct telling you? And then the N is what if you do nothing? And I think it's just really, it kind of like breaks it down because there's so many situations in life that it feels like you have to make a decision there and then. But a lot of the times, if you just sit on it and do nothing for just a little while it all becomes a bit clearer definitely i really like that i really like that because it's quite Mm -hmm. when you you are faced with a difficult decision sometimes you you just mill it over in your head but you kind of mill it over aimlessly and you're you you're not really like you say looking at the benefits the risks and all the you're just going oh i don't know what to do so i think that's really nice yeah you're more kind of like you more panic about the the decision that you're trying to make rather than actually thinking about the decision. 
Um, I'm one of those people in life though with like the fight or flight it is kind of that sort of thing I think I used to be very much like fight all the time or like I was an instant like I would instantly kind of just do stuff and then I wouldn't think of what that's gonna cause afterwards and I think since I've got older it is nice sometimes to take a step back think about what you're gonna say think about what it's gonna do and and what that's gonna so it's, it's a good thing to mm-hmm. apply to your life i think yeah and i feel like me and you yeah. get on so much better since you started doing that sam as well really thinking about what you say before you say it it's quite nice <laughs> <laughs> it's because i'm not a psychotic bitch anymore right. you know, it just, it works. i can remember one of the first times that i met you sam was when you were um training in plague doctor i think and I can't remember who was training you, but you just burst out with like, I need you now. <laughs> and I was like, I, I love him. <laughs> it's because I remember when you used to train on these days, it was very much like, okay, the, they're coming in. And you'd be like, I, I don't know this. I, I, I yeah. don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's the most terrifying thing I think I've ever done. And, I've had a baby, and that was a lot easier. <laughs> so, Amy, before we let you go, it's been an absolute joy to have you with us. We just wanted to ask you, what song have you decided you would like to play us out with today? Well, I had to have a big think, because I'm not a massive kind of music person. Like, if I have anything on in the background, it's usually a podcast. Um, ching, ching. Can't wait for you to have this one on. <laughs> so um, I'm not kind of I don't really don't really know any like modern songs that the youths are listening to. So I decided that my song would be Satisfied from Hamilton because it was the last musical that I saw before. Um, well, before I had a baby and then before everything shut down. I've never seen Hamilton, so I will <gasps> be looking forward to hearing this song. Um, can you now, and this is putting you on the spot, can you sing us like a little four bars or eight bars, just a little bit of it? Basically, what we'll do is you will start singing it and then we will like dub the song and you will like blend into it. Oh, well, I would have picked something a lot bloody easier. (laughs) Would have been like Old Man River. Old Man River. <laughs> <laughs> I've majorly put you on the spot. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's not that. I'm, you know, very confident with performing, obviously, and singing. I just can't remember anything about the song now. <laughs> Never, I just made it up. I just it's like Richard, give me a song quickly. I was gonna say Tommy Thumb, but it's just not. I've never actually heard it. <laughs> oh, perfect! Right, it's been a joy. Right. Thank you so much That's for coming what I'm on, Aime. Thank you for having me. Now, everyone, give it up for the maid of honor, Angelica Skylar. A toast to the groom. To the groom. To the groom, to the groom, to the bride, to the bride, to the bride, from your sister, Angelica, Angelica, Angelica. who is always by your side, to your union, to your union, 
and the hope that you promise. 